Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 135. John and Wendy talk to Francisco Reyes. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you today, John? Wendy, this is amazing. In real time, we just had an additional international conversation. <laughs> it is International yes. Day for I the HR it. Social Hour. Love it. This is going to be wrapping up Pledge Drive Month for us. And we talked yep. last week about the international listenership. And mm-hmm. again, we're so excited to have Francisco with us to continue to expand our conversation mm-hmm. and our worldview. I wanted to mention, though, I've been talking all month, Wendy, about the fact that there is a gift for those that pledge to share yep. using hashtag listen to HRSH. Mm-hmm. You got any ideas what it is? Well, I know it's going to be something flat that we can mail easily because we know mail is hard right now. And it's obviously going to be logoed because, yeah, it has to be because it's going to be, it, you know, it's got to be something that people know it's us, obviously trying to think smaller than a bread box smaller than a bread box <laughs> well like i said you know something small and flat we're gonna put it in an envelope send it around the world uh at least to those countries that are accepting to postal service from the yes. u.s <laughs> thank you peru for not accepting our mail so i'm gonna let you do the drum roll of hey here's what we're giving away i'm excited about it though we thought long and hard about this yeah And just like if you call in and donate to your local PBS station, or maybe Francisco, if you're contacting someone in your local area for a pledge drive there, you might get a tote bag, you might get an umbrella, maybe you get a commemorative DVD. We didn't do that. We (laughs) thought about what makes sense for us, what what is really on brand for us. And I think everyone would agree that a credit card style bottle opener was perfect (laughs) for the HR social hour community. I'm excited about it, John. I think it's it's a great idea. We have certainly put out more stuff (laughs) and done more stuff than we ever imagined. (laughs) Francisco and Nikki, who was just on previously, I sent them stickers and they got them. Unfortunately, our friend in Peru did not. But now we're going to be sending bottle openers. I felt it was highly appropriate. It is a way to say thank you to all of you that are sharing and using that hashtag listen to HRSH. Because again, we want to continue to build our community and have incredible guests like Francisco, people taking part in the chats and in the show. Coming soon. The show will be out at the end of the month. Please understand the postal service from the HR social hour perspective is is me. And so (laughs) it's a timing thing. I don't do it all at once because it it can be a challenge, but I love doing it. I know the post office likes me because I'm fairly polite and I'm very organized and I try to get stuff stacked up and put together and very uniform because that's just, I think that's my HR thing shining through. Listen to HRSH, continue to share. Thank you for all those that have pledged. Wendy, I can't believe we've made this happen. I know. So now it's Canada, Barbados, the UK, and now Spain. Right? This is um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. We are going to continue to do these things. I'm super excited. I'm going to stop gushing because I do want to get right into the conversation. I'll let you make the introduction. Let's get started. So, so excited to welcome Francisco Reyes to the show. He is the co-founder of Behave4. Persistence, grit, and cooperation define him. He's a social entrepreneur, keenly curious about science, technology, and business. To know why people behave the way they do is one of his passions. Francisco has been marketing and project leader for seven years, creating and developing consulting projects using neuroscientific techniques and behavioral economic methods. Well, Francisco, welcome to the show. Again, we are so, so excited to have you here. First question is always, what is in your glass today? 
Hello, Wendy. Hello, John. What a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me here. You know, uh, I, I never could imagine to be here with you. And it's a reality. I feel like a rock star a little, you know, because uh, talking with you. And today, my glass, because it's 7 p.m. here, uh, I have water. Is the, the most common. Uh, I heard <laughs> previously in your podcast, uh, water today. Well, Francisco, let's get right into it. How in the world did you get your start in behavioral economics? Because I'm sure that's not a question you get very often. No, <laughs> no, no. It's a good question indeed. Uh, well, I, in 2008, probably when I was working in the, in the pharmaceutical uh, industry, in a pharmaceutical manufacturing, uh, I was in sales, uh, visiting the physicians, trying to sell drugs. Gynecologists, in this case, you know, um, I started to be curious uh, about uh, people's behavior because I, I wanted to understand better my clients to get them a, a better service. And I started to to bout and to read uh, books about brain, about behavior, how we decide, all this stuff. And in 2013, uh, I decided to to start a course about uh, applied neuroscience to marketing research, and then. I met there uh, one of my business partners in my prior company, Luis Thiria. He is a neuroscientist. And Pablo Brañas Garza, he is in the event, uh, BHR event. Uh, Pablo Brañas Garza is one of the most talented researchers in behavioral economics uh, in the world. And I met him uh, in that course. And then I decided to study uh, behavior. And behavioral economics is about human behavior. I think that that's fascinating. It's always interesting to try and figure out how do people, why are people doing what the, what they do? What challenges do you see your clients having globally when it comes to HR? And how can knowing that, how can behavioral economics help them? Behavioral economics can help many organizations just right now because we, we are living in difficult times uh, everywhere. Trying times, this pandemic uh, seems to never end. And we need to understand better our people, even when they are in remote. You know, um, and if uh, if we should probably we should to redefine what productivity means, for instance, and and we can help uh, organizations to to redefine this uh, to predict the maximization of this new productivity. You you need to measure people first. You need to understand them first, and then you can you are, you are going to be able to predict whatever indicator that you need to to be predicted. I think that's a good call out. We talk about productivity a lot, but how often do we define what that should be for our employees so that they understand what does it mean to be productive versus just being busy? Uh, so I, I like that. Exactly. And, uh, and about presence, you know, presenciality doesn't matter anymore. We need people engaged. We need people that should be productive in this new environment in their houses, you know, with their family there, with, with the toddlers there, their kids. And we need, to, we need to get data to make informed decisions about that. Francisco buried the lead a little bit when we got started because we've been talking about a lot of other things this month with the Pledge Drive. You're going to be co-hosting the chat with us that's coming up. This show comes out on Thursday, the chat the following Sunday. And we're going to be talking about a topic that you brought up. And you know, I think you've learned very quickly that if you volunteer yourself around the social hour, we are 
more than happy to have people take part. We're going to be talking about neuromarketing and neuroscience and how does that tie to HR, which I'm I'm really excited about. I think it's going to be a, a very different conversation for our group. And I think there's going to be a lot to be learned there. Let's talk a little bit more about neuromarketing. And if you were to explain to someone at cocktail hour or someone ask you about it, what do you, what do you tell them it is and how does, how can we use it to support HR? Well, I think I, I think uh, neural marketing never has been used in HR. <laughs> in fact, because it's totally new. Uh, neural marketing, if you observe the word, uh, is neuroscience applied to marketing. Uh, in this case, marketing research and neural marketing analyze people analyzes uh, people's emotions, reactions. Uh, when they 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 are looking at an advertising, when they are touching a product, when they smell something. Uh, it's about emotions. I don't know because I, I was um, researching uh, a little to implement this in, into into the HR world, but we are gonna find here ethics, you know, issues, uh, ethic issues, ethical issues, um, because you know you are measuring emotions, you know, you are you are analyzing the brain, and probably organizations are not prepared to to do that just right now, um, probably in the future. But, uh, you know, um, we, we, we should think that all these advances should be used for good, not for bad. But it's difficult when we talk about brain. Obviously, ethical issues are there, and, and we need to take care with that. Um, I prefer to apply this to uh, marketing research. But obviously, we need to, to understand better people's emotions because our key, because uh, without emotions, we can't make any decision. Even if you wash your teeth, if it, what 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 color do you, do you prefer? If you want to go to the cinema or to have a dinner, without emotions, we can decide. And and this is for me is the is the most important thing. Emotions are there, affecting us in an unconscious way, and we need to understand that better. This episode is going to be released during the BEHR conference that you put together and invited me to be a part of, which I'm so excited about. I think the lineup is fantastic. So excited. I actually took the whole day off. I'm like, I'm just going to immerse myself in day one of the conference. What led you to put it together and what have you found most challenging in executing an international summit? I decided to put this together because uh, when when I was talking with uh, with clients and no clients, friends in the HR world, uh, I realized that behavioral economics is is really unknown. You know uh, how behavioral economics can help organizations, can help HR departments to create adaptive policies. If you are trying to put people first in your organizations, you need to understand them better. Uh, and this is totally unknown. And I decided, okay. Because uh, HR is about people, and people uh, is about behavior. Behavioral economics studies human behavior. You know, you can see the link between both worlds, and and we are trying to close the gap between science, in this case, behavioral economics, and HR world. Because uh, we, we need to, to, in my opinion, uh, what I see is we need some uh, new tools that help us to to make uh, not policies processes are more adapted to our people, our team, our organization, our culture, you know, and, and I decided to, to create this uh, event uh, in its uh, first edition. And the most challenging is going gonna, is gonna to be the technical issues. I don't know <laughs> what is going to happen, but, you know, today's everything is easier. 
because I, online you can you can be in touch with many people at the same time. And I have to thank you, Wendy, firstly, and John, uh, but all the, the speakers that we have in the panel because they are really top people, top professional. They are very busy, and 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 they they accepted quickly to join us with this uh, adventure. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Francisco, we don't typically ask this question. You got engaged in our community fairly quickly and got to be very visible fairly quickly. I can remember the first time, I think it, maybe you came to HR Trivia Night. You came to something, and I remember thinking it was 2 o'clock in the morning, I believe, your time locally, when you attended, which really spoke volumes to your engagement and interest in what we're doing and, and being part of the community. You're a behavioral economics professional in Spain. How in the world did you find HR Social Hour and why do you continue to take part? Particularly, we don't alter our times for people. You have to come. We're taking part in conferences and working with you there. You're going to be taking part in hosting a chat with us. Why? How? It blows me away. John, the, the, the answer is simple. It is because I love it. You know, um, I love it. I love it to share my vision. I love to interact with, with folks, with friends, because the topics are very relevant just right now. And, and I... I enjoy so much uh, interacting with people because I'm, I'm a people person. And, and I found you because I, 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 the first person uh, that, that I, I found in, on Twitter in the HR world was a, a Steve Brown. Uh, and as you probably know, he's a super connector or the super connector. And I activate some notifications on Twitter to, to, to follow up conversations and i i realized that many people on sunday at 1 p.m my time were uh, <laughs> tweeting compulsively and uh, what is happening here you know <laughs> i need to jump that i need to jump on, on, on this conversation too and uh, in the beginning it was very challenging because uh, the conversation was so fast but, uh, but you know I, I took practice and and now i enjoy so much I love it. I'm I'm so excited that you found us and are willing to see us in the middle of the night, essentially, <laughs> and, and join in the conversation. I I just think that's fantastic, and uh, I'm glad there's insomniacs in Europe who are <laughs> who are joining us. Well, Francisco, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the question connection. Woohoo! What career did you dream of having when you were a child? Well, that is so. So cool. Uh, when I was a child, I want to be. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. You know, I wanted to be a, a basketball pro. Uh, I was obsessed. Even I wanted to be black. I remember to ask to my mom, "Why I'm not black? I want to be black because I want to jump higher. I want to fly. You know, like Michael Jordan." Uh, I remember that. It, it, it's it's fun, obviously, but uh, but I was obsessed with basketball. Uh, and and uh, in fact, basketball taught me many, many things, many values, principles in life, how to deal with a team, how to be part of a team, how to tolerate frustration, uh, all these things. And, and I, I wanted to be, now I, I may still play basketball, <laughs> you know, because I love it. I love it. Francisco, this is probably going to be a hard question for you because I know how, how many people you've connected with, but who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year you think more people should know? What, what a tough question, John, because uh, my, my network in, on Twitter has grown uh, 600 people since March. 
uh, and that is huge. <laughs> you know, never expect it. But uh, I have uh, the first one uh, is a Steve, a Steve Brown for sure. Uh, he is one of a kind, as you probably know. Um, and and he gave me the gave me the opportunity to be in contact with the HR pros in, in the US. Uh, but I, but I love to mention uh, Olga Piller. She is one of a kind. She is very warmful. She is very smart. Uh, Jonas Uvarna in the UK, Perry Teams, Perry Teams is a you know uh, is a is a man that deserves to be known because he is a, he's pretty smart. His uh, you know uh, his values, all these things. You know I, I can mention many people. <laughs> Obviously Wendy right. and John, I can mention many people, but you know. Awesome. Definitely agree with Olga. She is fantastic. Glad she's joined our, our network for sure. Lotus Wagner too. Lotus Wagner yeah. too. Oh, yes. Lotus is fantastic. Francisco, I think it's a testament to your ability to build your own connection yeah. and community. As you just said, you've been really focused on, or you've spent more time on Twitter in the last six or seven months. Now you're having an event within mm-hmm. six months with several people that you have named taking part. I hope that people listening can understand that this is not difficult. There is certainly a time investment, just like we have made and you have made, and it does not know about time zones or time differences, but engaging with people that, wow, it doesn't take, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's certainly not going to take years either. And I, and I hope I'm just taking a little break here to mention that because I and we have a lot of listeners that think I don't know enough people or I'm not connected enough. Do it the right way and focus it. You can do very well. Yeah, I think I think consistency and persistence is is the key. You know, here uh, you, you you have to do it every single day, intentionally, caring for people, truly caring for people, uh, being kind, trying to you know jump into the conversations without fear. Um, you know, I think it's the, the secret. Awesome. A new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them? Put people first. Truly poor people first in reality. No, no cheap topic. You know, you have to, you have to struggle probably in your organizations because every organization is different. But if you put your people first, uh, things are going to be different. Um, and it takes time and, and you have to do particular things to, to get it. If you don't like, if you don't love people, you can't be an HR pro, right? And, my, my my advice, because I, you know I'm not an HR pro. Obviously, I'm the CEO of of, of Behave Four. I have to deal with all HR issues. Care for truly care for people and and put people first. Francisco, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community or even your community at large? Well, mo- mainly uh, I I enjoy so much interacting on Twitter, on LinkedIn, um, trying to you know jump into Zoom calls. You know, to know people and sharing my vision, learning from them too, because uh, you can learn so much from people if you if you are willing to to listen to them. And I'm enjoying so much. This is the main reason that I'm here probably uh, now because I I enjoy giving first. You know, giving the trust first, giving first all that I have, and then probably the life gives you back, gives you back. Uh, something you know uh that's my point francisco what's your favorite movie my favorite movie is the push of happiness by will smith i love it 
uh, I think there are many, many meaningful messages there to be learned, to be applied, even to print them out, to put it in your office, right? And and I love it. I love that movie. And even this movie touched me because I was working as a sales rep too. At that time, you know, the movie touched me very hard because you know I want to I want to be like Howard Gardner. I want to you know I want to achieve my dreams, my goals. Uh, it doesn't matter how many struggles that do you find in your life. If you fight, if you believe in you, uh, you're gonna accomplish that. How about your favorite musician or band? Well, uh, here I'm very eclectic. Uh, if you look at my Spotify, you can find many things. One of my favorites uh, of all of time, I heard in the prior uh, HR social, I, I, I'm not sure if Melanie, but it's Brian Adams. Brian Adams is yeah. one of my favorites of all of time. Seal, Luis Miguel, uh, the Latin uh, singer, Luis Miguel, and Michael Bublé, uh, you know, many things. The Beatles, too. Because I, I had a band in my <laughs> during my youth, we we sung um, um, many many songs so, uh, by Beatles, you know, um, many things. Did you play an instrument too, or were you the singer? Yeah, I studied. Uh, uh, I sing, but uh, I studied uh, violin, violin, yeah. and yeah, um, and I can play the guitar, <laughs> you know, uh, no, 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 like a pro, but. I can play it, <laughs> but I love uh, drums. Drums is are oh, okay. one of my favorites. Yeah, the rhythm. Nice. How about a favorite TV show? Here I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say an American TV show that I follow on Facebook. Usually, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. I uh, usually an American Got Talent. Too, you know. <laughs> usually, I used to follow that. Yeah. I get to tell my personal connection to one of these things now. Which, Wendy, you know I love doing that. Right. And I think you do too. My friend was on Jimmy Fallon, one of the bands that performed last year, Love Jones, which is based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Jimmy was a huge fan of them. They 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 were around in the 90s. He used to see him in L.A. when he was a younger gentleman. And apparently, I guess his wife contacted him and said, would you play his birthday party? Played the birthday party. He said, you got to come on the show. So my friend's a trombone player, and he had a solo on – Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, my friend from like all the way back to grade school, I've known this guy since we were 11 or 12 years old, played on network television. That is the biggest, I mean, I have a lot of friends that have done a lot of cool stuff and, and I got to do some cool stuff performing. Yeah, I don't know anybody got to say they played on The Tonight Show, <laughs> much less played a solo on The Tonight Show. And he came up and sang with them and it was insane. It's, yeah. I'll try to find a video and send it to you because it was off YouTube for a while, but it, I think it's back. So I'm going to see if I can find it. I'll send it to you. It was Absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. My dad, even my dad's almost 80 and he was so proud of my friend. <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah. I watched it six times. Sure. Sure. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it, awesome. Was, it, was, it was really, really cool. If you're not watching Pursuit of Happiness, not listening to all the different types of music or watching Fallon or America's Got Talent, what else do you like to do outside of work? Play basketball. Mainly play basketball, uh, sports. Uh, and, 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 and pass uh, time with my family, with my little kids, you know, that they are so demanding just right now, uh, you know, and hanging out with friends because I, I'm, I'm really uh, extrovert <laughs> and I need people. Uh, what I define me, uh, I'm a social animal, right? And, and, and I, I need people in my life. What has that been like for you? So we have talked to people across the United States and Barbados and other places about 
like how has that affected you there locally? Talk about being a social animal. I'm assuming everything is shut down comparably like it is here in the U.S. Or what's that been like? Well, uh, for me, it, it, it has been very important to be in contact with people abroad uh, from Barbados, U.S., Canada, India, uh, U.K., uh, many countries, uh, Brazil. Uh, you know, uh, because uh, when when, you, when the, the lockdown started here in Spain, it was so tough because you can hang out with your friends, with your family. It, it is really hard. Uh, and um, Twitter and LinkedIn uh, opened to me a window to be in contact with people abroad, to, to create a new friendships, uh, meaningful relationships with people. And, and, and it has changed my life forever, I think. So I was talking with Wendy about that. Uh, this HR community on Twitter and HR social network community uh, is something that uh, is not usual. It's not common uh, because you can find many people there that are so kind, so smart, you know, so caring, um, supportive. Uh, and it, it's, it is not common. And we, we, we should take advantage of this because, uh, you know, for our mental health, for our, you know, self-esteem, we need to be in contact with people like that. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Francisco, finally, it is Francisco Reyes Day all yeah. around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Human interactions. Human interactions. <laughs> human connections. You know, connect with people. Celebrate uh, connections, friendships, you know, without prejudices. You know, we need to, we need to trust in people and, and to know people, you know, uh, without fear. Uh, I think it probably it, it, it could be that. Love it. Francisco, I think it is safe to say that I think you win the distance award yeah. for, as far as our recording so far and how far away you are and the time zone difference. We cannot thank you enough, again, for being part of what we do and being so vocal and sharing, mm-hmm. being part of the pledge drive and then taking part in a chat, not only being there as chat, but now helping us co-host on again on a topic I think is, is going to be really interesting and challenging to some of our listeners in our community. And I think that's a, a, an important thing for us to do. So I, I cannot thank you enough for that. I know because of your connections and how much time you spend, you know, nurturing relationships, most of our listeners are probably already connected with you, but if they are not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Well, I'm as you probably know, I'm very active on Twitter. <laughs> People can find me can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere. You know, I'm so reachable and approachable. And um, if people type on my name, uh, you know, I'm I'm here for them. We will have that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way, as always, is via my blog. That's mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Well, as we wind up Pledge Drive Month, uh, September 2020, thank you all again for everyone that's taken part. You're going to be getting one of these credit card bottle openers is our show of appreciation for you. But as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. International listeners, you've heard other international folks on this show. Contact us. Let's talk. Let's build our conversations. We'd love to have you take part. And we want to send you stuff. Yes. Uh, If your country will accept it. Thank you, Peru. Yeah. (laughs) Francisco, 
certainly look forward to having you with us to chat soon. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.